0: Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast presented by Land Rover. I'm Robbie Musto with my mate Robbie Earle. We look at the weekend that's been in the Premier League and what's going to come up in the future, the near future. But there's some big stories around Robbie Earl, And on Sunday, mm-hmm. Leicester City did it. They beat Southampton at home 1-0. Another 1-0 scoreline for them. Scenes at the end of celebration, I have to say, which I'll get your take on that. But they find mm-hmm. a way to win. Another hero, Wes Morgan this time. Defensively amazing. And N'Golo Kante, again, covered every inch of, of, of pitch on, out there. And it was just, again, they keep going on, Rob. Nobody can stop mm-hmm. them. And I think... I think I'm ready to say they're going to win the Premier League. What about ooh, you? Ooh, ooh.
1: April the 3rd, 2016, <laughs> has become the day of belief. I've I just got a sense, Rob, that up until this point, everybody's been saying about pressure and they're winning 1-0 and can they keep that going and reform's going to go. And I think with maybe. Ten, eleven, twelve 11, 12 games to go. Everybody was expecting that this run-in was going to cause a problem. But we're now with six games to go. There's seven points clear at the top of the table. It was a day when I think that the players believed and, and, and the, I saw the celebrations and, and I thought that you and had a had a view on that. I don't mind it because you know what? I think they deserve those celebrations. I think it was a day when if they'd have lost, And Spurs obviously got a point at at Liverpool. everyone starts saying, oh, it's it's back in the race. And, you know, they're only one win away from being all tight. All of a sudden, seven-point gap, six games to play, 12 more points guarantees it for them. And when I look at this team, and and the the, the takeaway I had from from the football match was, in terms of style, they've changed their style a little bit from the beginning of the season. We talked about a little bit on the radio show yesterday. They're a little bit more conservative. They get them behind the ball. They block off. Kante does a magnificent job, and I know you did a piece on him. He basically follows the ball, yeah. but he's got such a good instinct that he usually gets a foot on the ball, breaks up play, and they start from there. Oh. But they get numbers behind the ball, and they defend things. The, 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 the point I'd make on that is that the goal that they scored, and where's Morgan in his first of the season, is a goal they would never concede. Because they do the details well, Rob. They pick up, they mark, they track runners, they yeah. don't make silly mistakes with, with offside. When was the last time you saw Leicester trying to play an offside and somebody running through? It isn't something that happens with this group, group of players. And the other thing that, that I think is, is one of the keys to this group is they have a mentality where they match the opposition. I thought today, you look at Southampton, you're thinking, well, Southampton are going for fourth spot. Leicester play like they're a team who are heading for fourth spot. Not top of the table, but a team who, who are going for a Euro- Europa League place. When they play somebody at the bottom who's in a relegation fight, they play like they're in a relegation fight, like they're fucking scrap. And then, then when they play the big boys at the top, they play with, with a little bit more confidence and a little bit of panache with the boys at the top. They've got this ability, almost like a chameleon-like, to, to mirror the opposition and match what they do with their defence and with their ability to find goals and, and the, the two or three outstanding players of. It's just a remarkable story. And today, I think, is the day when the belief around, not only in the UK, but around the world starts to say that Leicester is going to do this thing. Are you a believer, which is the biggest thing?
0: I am. I am. And, uh, I mean, I've lost count of how many times I've been wrong about this title yeah. race this year. I hold both hands up and and... and uh, then again, by the way, is any did anybody think at the start? No, did anybody no. think even around no. Christmas time? I mean, you, to be fair, were, were very high on them. I think Kyle Martino mm-hmm. was as well. I thought, you know what? This can't continue. The Vardy and Mahrez can't continue scoring goals. The defensive uh, improvement can't continue. Well, it has. It has. Yeah. And an euphoria, uh, the atmosphere, the performance, the, the, the injuries, the lack of injuries. Again, yeah. the fourth same lineup on the spin here. It's just – it is amazing – I'm sure we're going to talk about it a lot more um, of what they're doing right now. And I think with the celebrations and stuff, and I just think Claudio Ranieri has played it to absolute perfection. So I have no worries that they are going to be back on track. They're rested, recovered. They know they're into something very special now, Rob, and I I just don't think they're going to let it go. The only thing I would say about today, and Mm -hmm. I want your take on it, just switching over to... um, Ronald Koeman's reaction afterwards about the two handballs yeah. that weren't called. Uh, me and Carl Martino on air were, we're very much in agreement. We've done yeah. so many handballs, Rob, and you as well. And we've gone yeah. through the rules and we've got a um, mm. uh, kind of advice from the Professional Referees Association in England. I think we've got a, a good grasp on, on the, yeah. the, the, the interpretations. I didn't think they were. Uh, do, yeah, do you definitely. think you have a point? Neither
1: for me were. were I think the, the, the thing we look at now, the thing we're being trained by the referee to take note of is the position of the arm. Is it in an unexpected right. position? Does that mean, does it move away from the body yeah. and uh, towards the ball? On neither occasion did Robert Hood's hand move away from, 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 sorry, from the body. Mm. It was doing, So the ball hit him and his arm was in the same position it was before the ball was kicked. On that base, uh, and, and the one going through um, at the end of the, oh, Sorry, with Simpson. Yeah. I didn't think Simpson threw his arm towards no. the ball at all. It was almost going to hit his body, and in his arm was in front of his body. For that reason alone, and I understand why Ronald Koeman would be upset. I think if I was the manager of Southampton, I'd do the same. Mm. But all that being said, I feel the referee got both the decisions right, Rob. And in the end, Leicester did what, what they needed to do uh, and get the two points. I mean, 14 it's... 1-0 wins this season tells you that this team managed results better than anybody else in the league. Three defeats all season is astonishing. Yeah. Like and
0: and just, just finally on them, just the fact that it wasn't a Vardy day. It wasn't a yeah. Riyad Mahrez yeah. day. Mahrez wasn't great today, yeah. by the way. They, still, wasn't they, st- they continue, and this isn't luck yeah. now. They continue yeah. to get that goal, and they defend incredibly well. Southampton, with possession, with territory, with being behind in the game, didn't have a shot on target in the second mm. half. And I think that's a great kind of stat. It's a great sign that yeah. Leicester City, they're not even hard to score against. They're hard to get a shot on target against. Yeah. How good is that? And that has been the bedrock. That's been as impressive for me as some of the stunning goals they've scored as well. It's just remarkable. And you know,
1: well, as we're going to move this forward, who we reflect so poorly on, and we're going to move on to, to Arsenal, who got a, a comfortable victory against West, against Watford yesterday. But I think today's result, Basically puts Arsenal to bed. Tucks them all up, right. gives them a bottle of milk, and says, "Out, out, right. out, out you go." Yeah. In Arsenal,
0: Wenger, we trust Robbie. L. You finally, Orson, Orson, trusty, he's then let I you down. Pajamas, I had the pyjamas,
1: but I'm afraid I, I, I've gone. I've taken them all off. Now it's gone.
0: April the third. I, I it, 11, <laughs> April the third day of
1: belief, day of disbelief. <laughs> you know, in yeah. Arsenal, we mistrust. I think yeah. is, is my new phrase. But listen, it's one thing with for Arsenal if you lose the title to Manchester United, if mm. you lose a title to Chelsea, um, if you lose a ch- title to Manchester City, to lose a title to Leicester City mm. is such a poor reflection on, on the football club and will reflect badly on Arsene Wenger is that I know what's going to start coming. The Arsene Wenger out Brigade are, are going to get in full flow and I can I can see the arguments. Again, I've said before and i will the, the the point that there's so much know-how knowledge, experience with this guy, I still think he should be part of the football club, whether he's in common as their head coach or manager, I think is definitely a point for debate, because something has to change, because in the 12 years since they've won it, they've gone close a number of times, and this is the the sequence of the season. Arsenal will probably go almost unbeaten from now to the right, end of the season. And that's the point. Yeah, that's the point. And I'm agreeing, today's my day of, of, of belief that maybe it's time for some kind of change, but Orson Wenger totally leading that football club. I don't think there's enough good football people around that, that, that team and that club as it is. I don't think you dispense with somebody the quality of, of Orson Wenger co- just quite as quickly as that.
0: Listen, I, I think we're we're similar to what we're saying here. I think we both agree that the, the direct coach of this team and who decides transfers, mm. et cetera, has to change. Um, yep. The only thing I would say, Rob, and we've... I mean... We've seen this so many times. What's going to happen now? The sun is shining. The pitches are good. Arsenal will finish strongly. Yeah. Is it going to be the same situation where the board or, 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 or certain section of the fans say, oh, look at us. We're not far away. We finished so strongly. If we can only do that for a full season, if we bring in two players that we really need, and is it yeah. the cycle going to continue again? That's what I'm worried about. I'm fed up with well, that. I think it's time for total change. But is he going to draw everybody in again with great results, Rob, towards the end?
1: I, I, where I see a difference, Robin, and, and I can completely see your point, I see two big differences. Let's just say, one, first of all, Leicester win the league. I think that is a massive reflection I've talked about there. Mm. Secondly, Spurs finish above Arsenal. Mm. Never happened in Premier League ever, mate. Never happened. So we're in two new new things that are, are, are going to reflect so poorly on Arsenal Football Club that I think something has to change because of that. And that's where I think that, that hopefully... Whether somebody comes in with new ideas, with a new style, with maybe a little change of system, change of personnel, just a different look on it. Because there isn't that much short sure of where Arsenal need to be, but he's got to have the right mentality and he's got to have a different approach to what Arsene ben has done over the last 12 years.
0: Let me ask you straight away, are Spurs going to finish over Arsenal? Let's talk about Spurs. They go to Liverpool, very difficult match. They get mm. a point, which I think... I know it's tough to say, is a, is, a, yeah. is a point gained because it's a really hard game against yeah, the team. Yeah, but it, are, are Spurs going to finish higher? I mean, do you think they're going to finish higher than Arsenal? You would have to say at this point, yeah.
1: It, yeah. I'd, I'd rather be Tottenham than Arsenal. They've got a four-point four gap as we speak. I mean, they've got Manchester United at home next weekend. If, if Spurs can... can Come with that vibrancy that we know, um, and, and coming into the game, then I, I definitely think they've got a chance of winning that game against United. And then they're, they're back on, on form, and, and you know there was so much good about Spurs that, that we've seen over the last few weeks. I don't, you know, I don't think we should get too down on a draw away at, at Anfield, as you say, it's not a bad result. Mm. And I do, and I think that's one of the reasons why this some conversations there's a conversation, there's a sit-down and there's a cup of tea with Arsene Wenger this summer that maybe the tea's going to be a little bit more bitter than it has been in the past because, I, I, you know, those two things, Leicester winning the league and Spurs finishing above, above Arsenal, will change the way that Arsenal approach it the next seasons.
0: Spurs, right, if they don't win the league this year, Okay, and they've been close to Leicester. Yeah. And they're still the closest team. Um, we've yeah. talked a lot about Spurs and what they've got on the side mm-hmm. and some of these young players, the way that Pochettino yeah. has developed. I mean, I could go through every position in this team, and it's yeah. a good story, whether it's a signing, yeah. whether it's uh, develop, development yeah. of a player, whether it's a mm-hmm. positional shift. He's done brilliant yeah. decisions all over. What is the reason, in your opinion, for Spurs not to win it? Why won't they catch Leicester? What, what are they going to lack to win the title this year?
1: They'll have lacked a little bit of a big match experience. Um, some players a little bit. Of, we'll see maybe a little bit of inconsistency through youth and, 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 and lack of, of being in that position before. I think the squad depth can get better, and that's something that I'm sure Pochettino will say. We need to add to this group again so that when we make changes, when we rest players, if Harry Kane needs a little time out, we I can get another striker who, who goes in. But I'll tell you what, Rob. I look at the top, what I'll call the top six teams in, in, in the country, and I, I think Spurs are... I'm not far off saying that. I wouldn't mind being Spurs long-term than yeah. most others. Yeah. I like what we have got. I like the base. I like the, the group of players. I like the coach moving into a new stadium. This is a football club very much on the up, and the next two or three years are going to be important before they get to that new stadium, because if they can keep bringing in quality players, if they can keep hold yeah. of this coach, get him on a long-term contract... This is a, a football club that should benefit from maybe coming second this year, put them in good stead, and be ready to to be top four challengers on a regular basis and winning a title in the next two or three seasons.
0: Yeah, eleven draws, eleven draws for Spurs, yeah. and probably not yeah. enough goals from different positions no, in the team. People, the, yeah. yeah, the team that played against Liverpool, Christian Eriksen and Hummingson played um, in the wide yeah. areas. Didn't yeah, really do it. More. Didn't really do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Lamella. Good. I mean, Lamella has has been yeah. good and has been an improving mm. there. But I think they just haven't got quite enough um, yeah. goal threat from goal other from players. Guys. If they've got a
1: Mares, they've got a Payak, yeah. they've got one of those yeah. guys as of last season. All of a sudden, yeah. you're looking at this
0: team. Everything else, everything else about this team is is, yeah, is excellent. Hey, let's yeah. move it on to uh, let's continue with uh, now into a top four. Uh, situation Mm. and who's going to be there. Manchester United found a way to beat Everton uh, 1-0. Good, good play from the young players again. Martial, Marcus Mm. Rashford, it looks to me that they're developing an understanding and enjoyment playing together. Um, What did you make of this one?
1: Well, I love the term actually from Louis van Gaal in in his press conference after the game. Stolen victory. Um, Not a particularly great first off from uh, either side Everton. Went a little bit long into Lukaku, a little bit more direct than we've seen. United, you know, were sort of huffed and, and puffed, but didn't quite have any any quality around the last third. Um, got the goal, and and it was it was you know on a day when Sir Bobby Charlton was was, was kind of rewarded with, with the stand named after him. I thought, thought it was quite you know, that the goal was, was built by by three young players when you think of Rashford and and Martial linking beautifully together to, to create the goal that, that, that's well finished. You had Jesse Lingard into that group and you're thinking, that's what United have been about. Good, experienced pros, quality top-end players with good sprinkling of good youth players around them. And it's really interesting, Rob, because I, I, was, I was reading over the weekend, and, and I just want to get your take on this, that it isn't always as easy to get those young kids, one, into the team two on a regular basis playing at a level and three keep them kind of grounded and, and, and focused. And, and Lou Bangor has to get some credit for this because I just want to take you back to 18 months ago and there was a young kid at, at, um, at Manchester United who actually went to play for Belgium, Adnan Janese. Mm. And do you remember him? He, all of a sudden oh, he yeah. come on the scene and he? he scored a couple of goals. Everyone yeah, was silent. saying he's going to yeah. be the next gig, this, that, and the I read this week that he actually got, I think he dropped out of the squad or something. He was showboating in the corner of an under-21s game. And it basically seems like Louis van Gogh lost all his focus. Now, I just wanted to plug that up as, as a way that often with young players, Rob, you, you don't necessarily know which way they're going to go, do you? We saw Jan and Dan, we're thinking in 18 months' time, he'd probably be a regular in this team. So they've got to be managed. You've got to be nurtured. You've got to be MTU's, You've got to have this self-motivation and, and belief. And and this this Manchester United have got a group of of four, five, six now we've seen, whether by default or luck or whatever, they found their way into the first team and they look like they're going to be able to make an impression there. Yeah, we go back to the Yanis eyes of the world, and it's not a given, is it, that these guys are going to come through or be consistent enough to play in a team like Manchester United? Yeah, it's
0: like Memphis Pie. I mean, he's young. Yeah. He costs a lot of money, but he yeah, ain't doing it, it so he's, sat, he's he's got his backside on the bench. Valencia, mm. Fellaini, Herrera, all on the bench today. Let me kind of... Let me, me fast-forward it a little bit, mate, and... Is there enough encouragement with these young players? And is there enough mm. kind of thought that, you. that, that yeah. you know where I'm going with this, is that, yeah. you know what, he's, th- this, there could be something special. Well, mm. is, it, is it special enough that Van Gaal is said in the summer, um, particularly mm-hmm. if he finishes in the top four, um, or even if he finishes just outside, that that board say, you know what, I like what I'm seeing here. I like the look of these some of these young players. I like how you're developing them. We'll give you money to add some players again in the summer. With less injuries, we think we might be moving in a good direction. Do you think well number 1, do you think that's what they'll do? And and number 2, do you think that there's enough positivity in what you're seeing to believe that as a good philosophy? And I
1: don't think it's what they'll do. And I'll tell you why I don't think it's what they do, because I think you're Manchester United. And I don't think you can uh, be afforded the time mm. that some of these young players may fully develop even, in, even in any even be, be, if, if you want to be winning be be... games. Ah. I think the inconsistencies over a couple of seasons... But, but part of the reason, let me sort of give you part two of my answer, and this is probably the bigger part of my answer, I don't think there's enough quality, experienced, good pro players with these youngsters to develop him in the way that we played against that that early nineties team when did. Neville was being yes, blooded and Skulls absolutely. were being bloods yeah. and all that. Well, guess who was around him? Brian Robson, Brian McClare, mm. Trix Michael, Eric Cantona, Roy Keane, were all with, you know, Denny Serving, great players but great pros, great role models to develop these kids through. And then the Beckham's came and, and, and the skulls came and, and mm. the, the, the butts came and gigs and, and, and the, you know, the left is history. I don't think, Rob, that there's a group, and I've always said one of my changes, your young players in your squad or in your team are only as good as the experienced players around them. And I'm not sure that there's enough experienced players who are that on top of the game, have got that much kind of presence and, and, and ability that they can play their game and be looking after nursing some of the young players. That's the reason why I don't think at this, at this time it's a right setup. With better quality players around them, I'm 100% with you because I've seen enough from some of these young kids where I'm thinking, geez, if he could get a season under his belt, if he could get 18 months under his belt. Mm. He, you know, some of these players could be top, top premier league footballers
0: yeah. yeah and maybe we'll see next sunday with spurs um host manchester united that's gonna be fascinating yeah. to see how they get on let's go to the other part of manchester and comfortable of victory for them against bournemouth mm. um i tend to think that man city will just win this race for fourth i mean of course anything can happen united might get a great result and and, and city yeah. might get bogged down with the champions league this was easy the conditions are good again everybody's come to play kevin de bruyne Sami and Nasri are back. Yeah. How much of an impact is that and how much better can they be with Man City? And do you think they're going to be the best bet for top it's, four? It's an
1: impact, but both players, I would say, are what I call... They're not my spine players. They're not my go-to players in games. But they're, they're important players.
0: From, De Bruyne is important doing, I, I
1: get you, but they're, but they're still not my spine. I don't, think on, I don't think if City are having a bad day, that Kevin De Bruyne can change the mentality of a team. That, that's my point. So, I mean, as we certainly can't. Now, yes, in terms of ability, the Bruyne can find a pass, can, can find a teammate. He's a very intelligent footballer. But my worry for them is about their mentality, the days when it's not sunny or when it's, they're not 3-0 up after 20 minutes in the game. And so I think with the distractions of the Champions League, Wednesday they go to Paris, PSG, PSG, which is a tough game. Two weeks later from there, I believe they the second leg at the Etihad, so we got that to deal with. Plus league games. I just might see their focus not quite being there. And one of the others, whether it be Manchester United or possibly a West Ham, who I know got an unfortunate uh, red card for Kiate that ended up being a 2-2 draw yesterday at, at Palace. But I just think one of the others might just sneak into that spot, you know, Robert. As, as much ability as they've got, Man City, the more I think about it, the more think, I just feel when they have a bad day... I don't see anything changing.
0: Who's going to get top four? Are they doing it or not? Who? City. City?
1: Yeah. In or out? I'm going to go for one of the others. I'm going to go for one of the others. Yeah. Let's mix it up. (laughs) up Listen. Let's let's get to the bottom of the league. Because that's... Listen. One great thing about the Premier League is great stories at the top. Who might win? Who's the top four? Who's Europa? But this year, down the bottom, Rob,
0: it's... I
1: mean, could you... The size of clubs... Aston Villa, Newcastle, and Sunderland all have a very realistic chance of playing their football in the Championship next season. Meaning the likes of Norwich, Watford, Bournemouth will be, in, will be playing mm. in the Premier League. It's mm. an
0: absolute embarrassment to those football It clubs? is. It is really. It's I mean, Sunderland. Yeah, Sunderland at home can't beat West Brom. They can't beat West Brom at home. 22 shots they
1: had. None of them could find the back of the net. That tells you its own story. Sam's got big work on there, I think.
0: Yeah, but they they got a point. They got a point. And Newcastle United Mm -hmm. didn't get a point. Let's quickly finish on that game, Rob, with Norwich finding a way to beat Newcastle. I'll tell you what... The more i see this alex neils um team the way i see yeah. him jumping up and down he's an aggress- aggressive scottish manager the mm-hmm. team playing the same manner they are fighting every inch of the way mm-hmm. they get a late goal it's a brilliant game of football um they have got a real chance newcastle united mentally weak mentally weak yeah. because they can find a way to score a goal but straight away they concede it's happened before against mm-hmm. and they managed to sc- they hang on with a point they lost this game here we both thought and I think you even stronger than me, that Rafa Benitez Rafa was going to yeah. absolutely going to keep them up. I'll tell you yeah. what, I think they're banging trouble. And I'm almost ready to say, not just yet, mm. that they're going down.
1: Yeah, I, I think I, I was. And I said, you know, I think Rafa for sure keeps them up. But I did make a point and I kept on going that this is a 10-game season for Rafa. And he had to hit the ground running because they had the the first game on the Monday. They lose that one. They draw in, in the time where Derby get a point. Now uh, have lost away at Norwich in, 3-2 in a kind of one of those that hurts even more in last-minute goal, Martin Olsen. So all of a sudden, it's a seven-game season now for Rafa, which makes it a whole lot more difficult. And when I look at I looked at the two groups of players yesterday, and maybe one, two, if, if I'm pushing, I'm thinking Norwich players who would really get into into that Newcastle team. But the Newcastle team is, is superior in terms of talent, ability, quality, all those things. But that's not... It's never been enough to keep you in the Barclays Premier League. And, and this Newcastle group and this Newcastle team have had three, four seasons where they kind of toyed with, with relegation and found a way. And, do you know, when I look at this group, it's almost like they think, oh, it's the end of the season, we'll find a way. We'll stay in again and then we'll yeah. sort it out next season. Well, let me tell you, I don't think that's happening, Rob. Been three games have seen what, what Rafa has been trying to do or uh, has looked to do. I'm not sure it's anything about the manager. There's something cancerous at this football club, and that's a strong word and a strong saying. There's something inherently wrong with this football club at the moment. Players don't even look like they're giving the full... I mean, they come back into the game yesterday. Less than two was it two minutes later, they, they, they concede again. I mean, come on. That, that doesn't tell me that it's a group who understands, who recognizes the position they're in and wants to do something about it. It almost looks to me... And again, this is badging down bad. the play. Like some players, almost, uh, maybe if we if we go down, they, they get themselves away from the football club. Well, that's
0: the only way that they that they get out of it. Their personal situation. Just to finish, mate. I think I'm looking at this table here, and I'm seeing Aston Villa, Newcastle United, Sunderland. Oh. I'm at this particular point right now. And I think it's okay that we change, you know, we might change our mind each week, whatever, um, because it's been that sort of season. I think now with Norwich city, their last couple of performances, they're on 31 points. Yes. They've played one more game than likes of Sunderland and Newcastle. I think now as we see the table is how it's going to finish relegated Uh, Villa, Newcastle United and Sunderland, a very bad season for the North East. Have you got any reason to doubt that, or do you, do you disagree with yeah, any of that strongly? I,
1: I, I would slightly give, give Sunderland a bit more of a, of, a, of a fighting chance than you do. I think if they win that game in hand, obviously, they're only a point behind Norwich. Norwich are going to have their first. I expect Norwich to have a little dip again for a couple of games and maybe finish on a high or, or vice versa. I still think there's a little bit more hope for, for Sunderland and with Sam, who I think can get to his players a little bit more and get a couple of performances. What I've seen with Newcastle and what I've seen so far with, with Rafa and, and them going away, I, I'm concerned about Newcastle. And this could be the year when they end up in a championship and then they, they've got some real sorting mm. out to do with that football club because uh, it, it would be a travesty to see a club like Newcastle mm. back in the championship and them to work its way out.
0: Robbie Earl, my friend, thanks very much for your time. Good stuff, as always. And remember, everybody, you can watch the Two Robbies football show, a radio show on NBC Sports Radio, every Saturday on Premier League weekends, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Until the next time, take care, and we'll see you soon.
1: When we listen to the radio, we never agree on the station. Classic rock. Hip-hop. Pop. Guys, quiet. The one thing we do agree on, we all want an awesome free phone. That's why we switch to
0: MetroPCS. Stop by MetroPCS with the whole family and get four free phones of your choice from brands you love, like Samsung, Motorola, and LG, when you switch. MetroPCS, wireless, figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Free phone requires port. Excludes numbers on the t mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. The longest field goal ever attempted
1: is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed...